Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. This is a podcast about obsessive consumption, consumption of movies, TV, comic books, and today especially video games. We've had a lot of losers on this podcast lately. <laughs> We've had people that have come second in Mario Kart tournaments, uh, people that might not even get nominated for an ARIA this year. Sometimes people who are proud not to be nominated for an ARIA, and that's just weird. Yeah, but today we've got an absolute winner. Um, before we get to her, my co-host today is Angus Truscott, as always. My name is Levens, and uh, with us today is, uh, I mean, I guess your most notable uh, award. that you Was it an award? Was it a physical award, like a trophy? The... Hello. <laughs> 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 the the one this the this week. The uh, oh, you got one this week. Oh, the one I was talking about was, of course, the uh, you got the uh, Qantas Women oh, w- yeah. Woman of the Year award. That was that was yeah, I did, and I got a big um, check. So, really? Like, no, no, no hang check. on, wasn't a check. Sorry, it was a boarding pass. <laughs> so, because, <laughs> <laughs> because I got a, a I won a, a a ticket back to Australia, and I got one of those sort of giant boarding passes. You know, like when people win on a wall. Yeah, like an oversized by. check. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, but then don't they like give you the real one straight afterwards? Or did you have to like go to the airport? I actually like, think I was meant to... huge ticket. <laughs> I think I was meant to give it back, but I still have it. Yes. At work. Yeah. Well, you may so. have seen her trying to board planes with an enormous boarding pass in Security the last year. Security having a field trip with but, that uh, one. More likely you're probably more familiar with our guest today from uh, the games that she's worked on at the company she works for, Media Molecule. Um, and they include Little Big Planet and more recently Tearaway and Tearaway Unfolded, which just came out this week on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, Siobhan Reddy is her name. That's correct. Hello. Thank Th- you for having me. Of course. Thank it's you for a pleasure. This is also our first um, episode not in the, the yeah, Hey we, Fam We left studio. Hey Fam Studios, a.k.a. Angus's uh, We leave the basement, room. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we normally record in like a, uh, on, a, on an awful couch, so not, no offense. No, like you're free. definitely Trust not me. the first owner of that couch. Oh right? yeah, not at all. You should have seen uh, the one before. <laughs> there's Horrible. a uh, if you can Im- imagine, there's a massive American flag for no no reason. One thing that's the uh, same. The there wall. is a PS4 in there, but that's, that's, that's about it. This yeah. is at least the one thing you grounding got, you, us. They, so that's binding you. That's yeah. Good. You need to tell Sony that they need the Channing Tatum calendar that Angus has on his wall and yeah, to really those. complete the uh, incredible. Twelve month. Maybe they can get the sixteen. Get those extra dates. Now we're going to talk to you about, of course, the games that you have out at the moment, and I guess the games that influence you while you make them mm-hmm. if that's even possible when your life is so consumed by games to enjoy playing someone mm. else's uh yeah well um it is actually quite hard sometimes when you're actually playing the game every single day to go home and play more games uh but actually i find that a lot of the games i play at home are almost the opposite of what's going on for me at work so 
I really enjoy playing. Um, everyone's gone to the Rapture recently. Mm-hmm. Like that was. It is so intense at the Molecule at the moment that I was like really enjoying getting home and just sort of ambling through this place, trying to figure out what was going on and find all of the stories. Have you seen any of the Sangus? Uh, yeah, I've got it. It's sitting there waiting to be played, but it's just been completely uh, pushed aside by Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't started I started yet. the first few... Don't, then, don't, unless you have like nothing to do for the next month, <laughs> oh. especially I raise a child. It, and I'm I was really like... <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> I fired up Rapture and I was like, let's do it. And then I was like... I'm not going to give this the attention it deserves. Yeah. I'm going to give it my undivided attention very soon. But yeah, so every, uh, everybody's waiting. gone to the Rapture is um, almost like the opposite of one of your games in that it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you, it, it's very exploratory, but you don't get to interact with the space very much beyond. Uh, basically, it's like a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a story. It's like a story you, first person story. Very immersive yeah. first person mm. world and with and, amazing and, music. Like that's the thing that I think is really different about it is. The composer is actually the studio head. Yeah, right. And so it's got, it uses music in, in a way that's just um, quite different. Um, but yeah, it is, it's like, it is definitely very different from ours. Like ours is sort of quite high energy. There's always a lot going on and the worlds are very tactile and you're really trying to figure out how to engage with the world. So Tearaway is unfolded as a paper world. And um, so, you know, you're trying to find paper folds to jump on and shining your light with the DS4 to sort of make things grow. So and Make them fall, <coughs> fall into a toilet at one point. Yeah. <laughs> or into the pool. Oh, yeah, they, they did. Uh, they fall into the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a toilet? No. I, I misread we that. We did actually have one where there was a door that opened and it was, had the toilet sound. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everybody's gone to the Rapture. It's it, uh, it's one of those games that I, I only just got a PS4, and so I got uh, got a, that was one of the first games I got. And all, all, I guess you know that when you immediately think of a video game, the first thing you want to do is punch something in the face. <laughs> so I was just kind of like wandering around this this, this beautiful <laughs> beautiful deserted town, uh, and just like just waiting to punch someone in the face. The Eventually, that, that feeling subsided, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and I, I decided to try and solve the mystery. Oh, good. <laughs> what are they? Uh, Have you finished it? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I, How long did it yeah. take you? Uh, hmm. I played it maybe over two or three sessions. Very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was it was a good amount of time for me because we're super busy, and I actually just like yeah. I thought I I thought it was a perfect length. Yeah, I mean, I, I find myself now. I have, I have a kid, and I have yeah. multiple different jobs that I have to try and do throughout the week somehow. But I I. I obviously I love a massive open world game like Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five that just came out, um, which Angus is consuming. Is he obsessed? I just hide in boxes constantly at work now. <laughs> he just and he admitted I creep to around me the house. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time getting to places because I'm just stealthing you're just like, it out. oh, stealth. Yeah, well, uh, I'm really, I'm so excited to play that. <laughs> yeah, so fun. Fun. Yeah. On our way here, he admitted to me that he stayed up, stays up till all hours of the morning playing missions, and then gets to work. And then watches other people play those missions on YouTube to hey see boss. what they did differently. <laughs> Just knowing what the kids like, you know, got to stay t- stay fresh. But uh, I find myself now, like you know, when I hear a game, like oh wow, that game's only six hours long, awesome. Like yeah. I, it's, there's something something to be said about a, a game that can be played short. And the last time I played a super short game, PT. Did you guys play that? Oh yeah, at I played all? that. Yeah, yeah. I, What's I PT? Lo- um, that was the <laughs> Kojima and Guillermo del Toro team up when they were going to relaunch oh, Silent Hills. Yeah, before, um, I love Silent Hill, and I love horror games yeah like, that's my favorite genre horror games i want people to make more horror games and like del toro is such a king of horror yeah and that franchise was just perfect for him and playing it it was just like oh this it was like fan fiction you're like how the hell do these two like <laughs> respective lords get together and make it and it was super short and it was like more of a tech demo i guess than anything to show off like what could be capable and it's just like scared I, I i got so scared and it takes like 
crazy rides to get me super scared. Really? And I'm a horror fan as well, so uh-huh. you're always like, here comes the like the jump, the scare part, but it's just the damn cat. You know, you can kind yeah. of, you know the beats, but yeah. Yeah, I think I must have obviously had a really terrible day. <laughs> I don't know, I found that one to be... I wanted to be more scared. Yeah, right. I wanted to, and I, actually, I wanted to be more creeped out. Like, Del Toro has a way of creeping me out. I'm such a big fan of his. Um, I just had his, got his book, The um, Cabinet of Curiosities. Have you seen that? No. It's oh. basically, like, all of his sketches from, um, from all the movies that he's made. And so it has, like, you know, character sketches and little pieces of paper where he's, uh, you know, written some notes. And it's amazing because you just realise that actually that all does really go on in his head. And so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And Pan's Labyrinth is one of my favourite movies. Mm. And somebody the other day in a review said Tearaway Unfolded reminded them of Pan's Labyrinth. Do you think Rex- was that something you consciously <coughs> were kind of doing? Was Del Toro ever an influence um, on I mean, it? Del Toro is an influence in a, in, a, like, in a way that he is an influence. But Rex and I and Kenny probably all really chimed. And Michelle also, who's the producer. We are all very into... Um, we wrote into horror, but actually more like creepiness, you know, and actually the sort of weird stories. So Tearaway, the sort of three chapters were, they sort of have a, a root in different types of narrative and storytelling. And the first area of Alleyfold is very much about British folklore. And there's just so much mad stuff when you look back and read stories and all the different types of characters and, you know, the rituals and the, the dressing up and... They're like horrifying. the Wicker Man, like the old Wicker Man was a weird point of reference for Tearaway. Right. Yeah, I've got, I'm about, I'm about two hours into, into Tearaway Unfolded. Right. Um, I've Has it reminded you of the Wicker Man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the new Wicker Man, I've got to say, is pretty scary. I didn't see the new the, one, uh, actually. Nicholas Cage just yeah. punching women left, right and centre <laughs> oh in it. It's, it's, it's a sight to behold. Is that the one? I, I only know that because of the, the bees. bees. The bees. It's the, the bees. bees. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, the, the original uh, Chris Lee's. That's amazing. Yeah. Also, like one. British law, it's so many fairy tales too, like older tales too. They're, they're horrifying. Like, yeah, they are. They're like, if you don't do this or eat this, you're going to get killed yeah, by so and so, some boogeyman. And yeah. It's, yeah. All those stories, so scary. Yeah. But actually, really cool. Like, I grew up reading fairy tales. Totally. And I think I turned out fine. You know? I think you did too. Yeah, I mean, you just good. made this. Yeah. <laughs> you got a ginormous boarding pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, I know. only a sane person would get so one of those. I just, every time I see that, it just makes me laugh because I'm like, what? wait, it's up in your house? No, it's. Oh. <laughs> you should repurpose it as like you a sleep on it. It's just at work. It's just, I, I don't think I was supposed to take it with me, but I did. And I still, I didn't mean to steal it. And I don't think I did steal it. I just accidentally have it. <laughs> and, uh, and so it just sits behind my desk. Um, a nice reminder. You yeah. mentioned that, that PT wasn't scary enough for you. Mm. Um, do you think that is because not not much? It takes a lot more to scare you these days, or because I was I, I do I think Silent Hill one and two. I, I when I think of actually proper proper scary games, those, those came out on the PS one over a decade ago. Mm. Yeah, and they were actually scary. Do you know what was the best last scary game? Dead Space one. That was... Yeah, I've only um, played Dead Space 2. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, Dead Space 1, amazing. Like, it's just so, so effective. Have you played it? I've only played... Which one's on the iPad? Is that 2? No, no, no. You've got to play no. Dead no, Space. No, no, no. It's immediately written <laughs> off. She doesn't even look at you now. <laughs> iPad gaming. I missed on. it. I don't... <laughs> what? Dead Space 1. It's really, really worth watching, uh, playing. It has... Um, it's just got... The, it's, it's set in uh, space and there is nothing Dead it feels oh, no. it feels like uh, you're in the world of the thing or something like the mu- this, the music and the sound effects are just amazing it is so terrifying to play that it's also extremely gory yeah do you think that is a, an important part of a, of a horror game in 2015 or do you reckon a game can achieve 
proper scariness without gore. I think that the first part of that game, which didn't have much gore, was actually probably some of the scariest. You've got to get under people's skin, and I think that Dead Space did well, that really well. You said that earlier with the mood of, uh, especially like Rapture. like Everybody's going to the Rapture. Yeah. I, don't think there's, there's, yeah, I guess because I didn't really know much about that game going in, I was kind of waiting for something to jump out and eat yeah, me. Yeah, same. It's, it's creepy. That's sort of creepy because it's more, you're unraveling kind of what's happened and why these why this situation has unfolded. Um but yeah, it's a uh, it's more eerie and th- than scary. I find being unsettled is yeah. for me is far more um far more not scary, but it's far more effective than being scary. Like one of the biggest memories I, th- I have playing games is when I played Majora's Mask for the first time. Oh, yeah. And it's just so odd. Yeah. And you kind of think like, is the game broken? These people are really strange. They're speaking weirdly as if, have I missed a chunk of the game? And it's like those slight little tweaks to this kind of medium, which you think you know, and you think like, yeah, there's a A, B, C, and I get, you know, the, the start to finish. But when you start sh- shuffling that and jumbling it, it's so unsettling, and yeah. that is so effective. <clears throat> it is, yeah. I think there's a lot that can be, a lot more that can be explored there. Actually, I, I, I would love there to be a bit of a um, resurgence of horror games. I think that'd be great. Could you ever lead the charge at Media Molecule? Because there is, I mean, without pigeonholing, there is a definitely kind of fun for all ages vibe of, of the game so far. Is that is that something that you always try to achieve? Yeah, I mean, we we really love the um, <clears throat> the sort of the idea of um i mean all of our games are sort of creative games and so this idea of creative gaming is really important to us but and with that comes a very wide audience and we like kids playing the games and we like adults playing the games um but you know who's to say like i mean what we will end what we will keep making i think that as everyone's kids are getting older like the types of stories that we're telling may change um i'd love us to work on you know i'd love to make a horror game at some point in my career maybe it will be with media molecule i don't know i mean but it's i think that that would be a fun thing to try out we've been uh well, well we're not trying to play tearaway unfolded metal gear we're also <laughs> trying not to you know not not live our lives so we can play super mario maker oh, which is coming on nintendo yeah. and that of course the big the big draw card with that I, I, i'm aware that i just brought up a nintendo game in a, in a sony building <laughs> and i, hear, I, did, I, I can yeah. hear the security already coming to, to drag me out um <clears throat> but uh uh one of the big draw card of that is that you get to create your own mario levels which is something that you want that we've wanted to do on a non non you know hacker level some of us used to draw them as kids like i used to draw mario levels like i've said before as kids yeah i get it but it was huge i think it's really important to note that the first game to do that on a mainstream level was little big planet where it was very much about you know here here's this incredible immersive experience that you get as for a single player but the real meat of that game is then creating your own experiences. Yeah, and that was actually very inspired by games like Mario also in terms terms of the genre. So, um, you know, LBP for us was that sort of first moment of, you know, Mark, our creative director, grew up as a Commodore 64 kid. So for him, he, you know, he, he is in the games industry because as a little kid, he played with his Commodore 64 and made games. It was always this really nice thing, the story about the Commodore 64 and the way that it booted up by saying, like, ready... Um, which is a really nice way to sort of engage the person on the other side. It's like, you, are we ready to do something together? Oh, and, and I've got to like butt in. No one does bet the, like better first ten minutes of video games than Media Molecule. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I just oh, I love you. because it, there's such genuine warmth that comes from being so personally addressed 
In, mm. and I remember the, the first time I played Little Big Planet, and the, you, you immediately you you have Sackboy, and some but someone is you know talking to him and you, and yeah. you know they're so well narrated. And again, with like Tearaway is is similar with that. You yeah. have two two different narrators. We've sort of realised that just without even meaning to, we've ended up uh, becoming really obsessed with this metaphor of the player and the characters in the game being sort of two. You know, you ha- you having a manifestation of you within mm-hmm. the game, but actually then having other characters that you're talking with or interacting with, and this whole sort of digital world, physical world, m- mushing together is something that we've we've just kind of with all of our games we've done that, and uh, the more we do it, it's it's like I think that um, what we're trying to do is is demystify a bit the digital space in that actually. It is just a space. Like it's 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 creating things within um, Little Big Planet. The reason why we had them be uh, sort of craft materials and physics was so that everything did what you thought it would do. So like sponge behaved like sponge, which meant that people didn't have to like go through a whole tutorial of how the materials work. Some of the other aspects of it were too difficult, but well, very difficult. But they got simpler over time. And with Terraway, it was very much like. Right, Rex had this idea. He really wanted people to be able to stick their fingers in the back of the Vita, which like, was an interesting meeting. I was like, oh, <laughs> how are we going to do that? And actually, paper then... And he really wanted to create a very tactile world, and um, the Vita was sort of... He had this phrase, holdy-woldy, which uh, we thought could have been our marketing campaign. Um, that would look great on a billboard. Yeah, holdy-woldy. Holdy-woldy. Yeah, I love, it. I love holdy-woldy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And within that was sort of playing with the idea of use the player uh, God and, and helping the message deliver. And we kept having all these mad discussions of like, who is aware of who? Like, are the squirrels aware of Iota? And is Iota aware of you? And is the squirrel aware of me now that I've spoken to Iota? And um, so all those things are sort of, you know, we love that space. So existential, isn't it? It's kind of nuts. Like you end up with having these mad moments of like, what do they think? What are they thinking? Are the squirrels like? Are they happy about what's going on, or are they like, sort of disturbed by what's happening with the sky? When but I actually, turn off like, the PS4, are they just going to be like mulling over my decision <laughs> for like the next time I pick it up? Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the fun part, though, is you get to dream up these worlds. And actually, th- we sort of believed that the, the animals should sort of have a bit more of a be a bit more in tune with the world, and that it was the people who were all a bit nuts and flapping over the hole in the sky and they didn't quite know what to do whereas the squirrels were like come on let's get this going (laughs) Um, so before I interrupted you with an opportunity to talk about Tearaway so you're welcome Um, (laughs) thank you uh, (laughs) you were talking about uh, uh, Commodore 64 and and, and, uh, you know Making games when you're young is is definitely a reason that makes you want to make them when you're older as well. Yeah. Um, and with Little Big Planet, you guys, you know, like it was one of the first opportunities that people had to make their own game levels without getting the proper um, hardware and software that, that that most game makers have. Um, have you seen people that that created amazing levels using the Little Big Planet engine? go on to make their own games since those yeah, games have come out? We actually, there was a time at the Molecule where we had, um, I think it was like 20% of the company were people from the community Whoa. who we'd hired. So we hired uh, our whole community management team were people who'd made a, um, a, a fan site um, after LBP1 and we hired them to come and be basically our community team. That's so good. And then we had a couple of our designers were also, um, a, few, a few of our designers were also uh, from the community. Like one, John, was a builder. 
that was his day job and he made LBP levels by night and he got you know, and actually it was the community that sort of just kept getting in touch with us saying, you've got to speak to this guy because he's like making the best levels. And so we did. And I'll never, ever forget him coming for an interview because he was like, he bought his PS3 and, <laughs> you know, he'd never been into a games company before. So he was, you know, really nervous. But we were all like so delighted to meet him because he was making these amazing things that were showing us, like they were putting us to school, you know, of like how to use our tools. Um and just the amount of showreels that we get through of people like having used LBP as it just even as part of their showreels of levels that they've made. So, yeah, I th- and actually going on to make games, I mean, um, the LBP3, the, most of the design team that made that are all from the community. Um, having made their own games from scratch, I'm like pretty certain that would be out there, but um, I don't know any off the top of my head. Like, uh, sort of standalone games. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I do know that, like, there are a lot of people working now because of stuff that they did within LBP. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Cool. Were you involved at all? Like, did, did you guys ever come across something and then go, we've got to get in touch with this person? Yeah, or? yeah, oh. we did. Yeah, yeah. That's so fascinating. And I, actually, I no we idea. still will. Like, that's that's a core part of, like, when you make a community thing. Yeah. I mean, because that, that community is still, still thriving. Yeah. From uh, LB, LBP1 and LBP2. And yeah, now three. Three? Yeah, there's been, we didn't make three. Oh, right. No, that's why, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, didn't, you didn't make the kart racing one either, right? No, we didn't. W- what's it like um, <laughs> seeing something you created racing? <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I loved um, one of my favorite things that, you know, gaming memes, if that is something that you can have a favorite thing of without getting bashed up. Oh, you can. Uh, <laughs> You're in the right place to not um, get bashed. Is someone made a, a diagram a while ago of um, all, the, all the Naughty Dog games. <laughs> and it was, you know, the, there was Crash Bandicoot 1, Crash Bandicoot 2, Crash Bandicoot 3, and then Crash Bandicoot Racing. <laughs> yeah. Then they made Jack and Daxter 1, <laughs> Jack and Daxter 2, Jack and Daxter 3, and then Jack and Daxter Kart Racing. <laughs> and then, so at that point, Uncharted 3 had just come out. So it was like Uncharted 1. <laughs> Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3. Does this mean we're going oh to get that, Uncharted Racing? That probably would be amazing. There was a lot of driving in that this, trailer. I was about to say, this, they've already <laughs> so, done it in a way, too. They've got that coming. That's, that's the big Paris announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Is there ever, like, a, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know how, how, how games work and what, 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 what it takes to, to get even like this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Smallest idea up and running, but do you ever see a game that's out and, and take immediate inspiration from it to the point where it's like, let's just fool around and see what, what our version of that game would be? Uh, n- not so much, but actually we've always wanted to be able to do i've always had this dream that we would do big sony first party studios genre swap game jam and maybe we would make like the fps or something but i think that would be really really fun for us to actually just do that even just within worldwide studios would be hilarious yeah i love i love that kind of stuff i was a big comic book reader when when different comic book readers comic book writers and artists when they they swap around and write different characters that you're so used to someone else writing with a different tone it's just so awesome or even when they're like 
you know, when they when they do stupid mashup worlds where it's like Yeah, the uh I remember when DC and Marvel mashed up and they had like Superman and Spider-Man mashed up and stuff. And, and like even like, really obscure properties like mashed up that you know would appeal to maybe 30 people in the universe. But I love that kind of yeah. that kind of fun fan I think service. there's not enough of that and it would be really cool to do something like that at some point. So I need to figure out how to do that. So you you, you had um Sackboy Racing. Did did Sackboy I don't remember. Did he did he feature in the uh the PlayStation oh, All-Stars Stars, fighting yeah. game yeah. he did? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, he made it when that happened. Yeah, I can't remember what the special move was. I think it was... <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember, actually. But, yeah. Yeah, Sapboy was in there. Did, the, the, was that a bloody game? I don't remember. When no, did some I, ca- think, I think... Babe, I don't know. Was, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was not. No, but family-friendly. G-rated. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think Sack Boys have blood. <laughs> no, no, they have fluff. There you go. They have fluff. Do you know what? I'll tell you something funny though. When we when we were designing Sack Boy, Francis, who is the creator, he basically he was very inspired by Tex Avery, mm-hmm. and he really wanted to do this. Have put in one of these comedy deaths where basically Sack Boy would just get like decapitated and fluff would pop out or like you know get things dropped on him and these eyes would pop out and all that kind of stuff. But it was kind of bit too sad like you just watch it and be like oh i can't do that it's just yeah yeah so it didn't happen yeah there's a few games like that like one of my favorite games from uh ps1 was called heart of darkness mm. you don't talk about i love that game <coughs> which is i guess it's like a puzzle platformer yeah um, i don't know it. where what you play it? you play like this eight-year-old it's basically like what if commander keen a kid where the baseball cap mm. um landed on a, a planet where yeah. the threats were genuine and a bit terrifying. And like shadows. So you had to, you had, you, you thought that they were like mo- shadow p- monsters, weren't they? Yeah, like, And yeah. you sort of had to stay in the light and you had this little, it was like if Stupid Spielberg made a game. Oh, wow. It was really, like it had a real yeah. sort of, um, uh, I don't know. Amblin and warmth yeah. to it. Yeah, but, it did. But you know how those movies, like Spielberg's 80s movies, it can be so family friendly and then suddenly something horrific will yeah. happen. Yeah. So when this kid dies, he gets like ripped apart or like will suddenly be like <laughs> lifeless and drowning and, yeah, and wow. like, yeah, like he so many gruesome deaths. If you, if you Actually, if you, if you have a moment and you want to not sleep well tonight, uh, go on YouTube and look up Heart of Darkness yeah, Deaths. Yeah, it's really good. There's a death reel. Every, every possible death, Is there a death oh, reel? The death reel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should definitely make a game where characters die just so so a fan can make a death reel. I reckon that's definite, like, you've made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another one was um, when Nintendo remade The Boy and His Blob. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. see that one on Wii? I, I played it on the original, the NES. Such a good... Go- yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that was pretty yeah. eight... Um, six, like that eight, was eight bit, yeah. yeah. but uh, the, the, they did a really beautiful... Um, and it looks like a storybook. Oh, beautiful. But then this character, like, this little boy, dies and... It's I don't know it's, you know, it's so effective. It's like oh god why why did you animate him like that? Oh, I have to look at that. I didn't see that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was rated G. So if, I, I don't know. I think you can you are allowed to kill cute little characters in horrific ways if you feel like it. Yeah, you'll have to, I'll have to um I could be able to make you a, a special set boy, <laughs> you know, uh, behind the scenes death reel. <laughs> what about uh, Tearaway? I mean, have you? I mean, obviously that you've gone from from. Uh, it was of quite a knitted quality to uh, to Little Big Planet, and now yep. there's the the paper craft for Tearaway. Tear um, I got sent a paper craft uh, PlayStation Four controller oh, yes. in the mail last oh, week. Yes, very good. Have you are, are you making more toys from that universe? Uh, well, you can make loads of toys from it because you actually can download all the paper craft plans. Awesome. So if you're really into paper craft, you can make all of Tearaway 
in the real world. So cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, there's it's actually really lovely to see people do that. Like we get sent their pictures where they've sat down together and played Tearaway and then downloaded the papercraft and um and that's again just that playing with the physical world and the digital world. Um it's kind of interesting to figure out like the cross sections between them and how you make the physical digital and the physical the digital physical. That makes sense. Barely. <laughs> Barely. It works. I feel like the squirrel right now, but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's... Um, uh, but we just... I think with the paper craft, that came much more from the idea of um, uh, making a really tactile world. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that there were some squirrel onesies around. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen those. So, toys-wise... I think, you know, it's, it's a very much like instead of having to go out and buy all your toys, you can make them yourself and then you can make them wearing a squirrel onesie and that's, that's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so Tearaway originally came out on the Vita, which is a handheld game, yeah. handheld game console. Um, so therefore, Tearaway is a handheld game. Um, mm. What was, I mean, Tearaway unfolded, it, I've, having, having only played a very limited amount of the original, I can tell straight away that there is so much more to the new game. Um, it isn't just a like a transfer. No. Um, how how like w- w- going into because when you when you remake a game for a new console, what like you know w- was the option there to just do something simple, or did you always from the get go want to do something bigger? Well, I mean, I think with an ad- an adaptation is a really was a unique experience for us to do that we hadn't done one of those before, and um, so I think if you try and think of like translating. A book to a movie is a really similar thing where actually it looks like it'll be really easy and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll just hire some people and write a story and film the characters and it will be great. But actually, like the proof, it's all the, the devil's in the details. So we had to sort of go back to brass tacks in looking at like what we could do with the DualShock 4 and do a game jam and from that sort of refine what the features were, the replacement features would be. And um, so, yeah, it was like, it actually became a pretty big undertaking. Um, and I think like, even that is simpler than making a new game. Like if we tr- decided like let's throw everything away and, and make something completely different, well then you're right at the beginning again of trying to figure out like well where is this world and what is what is the what are the rules of this universe and who do the squirrels know about and all of that sort of stuff. Or at least with this sort of time around, what we got to focus on was just really on the gameplay and like how the how um, you know how to bring it to life on PS4. What I what I really like and you mentioned there too is bringing the controller into it and that's something you don't see enough of. You know, if a lot of games, you don't see... Well, we've just had a squirrel onesie walk in the room. Uh, they exist. Wow. Shout out to Joe from Sony, a.k.a. Joni. Yeah. Is this just a... Yeah. It's just, not a she just very walk, she convention just, by she any just means. Walked in. She just walked in the yeah. room dressed as a joke from three minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Very cool. Joe uh, gave me for Christmas a, um, a, a onesie. So she has really? a, a plethora of, uh, wow. of, of what, what, Sony. What type of onesie? Loan. It was uh, just covered in the PS4 logo. It's all blue. <laughs> And it, this one even like it almost looks like a um, like so a subtle. like a hascam yeah. hascam so suit. Yeah, wow. Um, That's what I thought was coming in. I saw this bright orange thing with a mask, and I thought it was like in ET when those things come. Because I was thinking about Spielberg's scary moments, like yeah. oh, man, those hazmat dudes are so spooky. Yeah. And then I was like, ah. um, let's just say, yeah, it's really uh, great to see software in hardware informing software and vice versa, like making unique choices that aren't the usual. This button is always jump. This isn't that. Just kind of. I think it just adds a layer of it, an extra dimension, obviously. Without but, it being like just waggle the thing at the yeah, television. Without it being yeah. thoughtless, and I think that's just it, it is something you don't see enough of, and I, you just I don't think it gets enough credit when Did it happens. I, I would love to see more people use the DualShock Four um, because it's 
actually really amazing. Like it's got all it's got so many new bits to it mm. that like the light is really powerful and actually it, it really does work really really well. The touchpad works really well. Um, and I think actually you just get so used to using buttons for a certain thing. It's like, well, the X does this and the square yeah. does that. And it's interesting to just think about it. And we had like, I don't know whether or not we would have done that had we not gone through the Vita experience with Tearaway though. So it's sort of, it's kind of been good to force us a bit out of that to look at the hardware and go, oh, how would we? Yeah. I gotta say the light is so effective. Like yeah. I've been playing games and I don't realize I'm about to die, but this glaring red thing will be in my hand, and it's just like, yeah, it's such yeah. a such a simple but like totally useful. Yeah, it's really super cool. effective thing. Um, one of the biggest blunders that uh, that people bring up in gaming from the last few years is um, Nintendo's Wii U uh, controller. Oh yeah, which is like a, almost like a gigantic v, v, um, PS Vita with uh, with mm. sticks, and you kind of you hear about you constantly hear stories about developers. Uh, not using it, but you never hear stories of what developers would would do with that technology if they if they had used it. Is that something that's that you... true? I, sorry. No, but I mean, yeah, go on. You, you, yeah, you already... I think actually, it's it's sometimes we just need to. St- um, I don't know how this would how we would actually make this happen, but it's a bit like the genre swap. Like you know, like mm-hmm. we're probably not going to go and make an FPS next week, but we may actually make a really interesting FPS. I mean, and our take may actually add something completely new. I'm not, we are definitely not going to be doing an FPS <laughs> next week. But anyway, but, like, but still something interesting may come of it as us actually having a jam. And I think the same with hardware. Like we love the camera. Um, we love the DS4. We love the moves. We love actually, like we love playing with all of the various um, uh, Sony peripherals that are out there. And also and I love um, hooking up the iPad or the, or the phone and using, oh, yeah, and using the new, that alongside yeah. the game too. Oh, it's so cool. And actually it works really well with Tearaway. And so because we are like the um, the hardware geeks of, of, of the sort of PlayStation first party family, mm-hmm. like we're the ones who really get into that. I think that I'm, what I'm hoping is that um, people will sort of start seeing that you can do some of these things and maybe there's just some way for us to have more Worldwide Studios game jams or something. But like I think it's really interesting for people to see like we've, you know, we have gone through some of the legwork of how to, mm. how to figure out how to, what types of things work. And like our outtakes reel of all of the other ideas that we had that we didn't use, there's, for some other games, they may actually be completely perfect, but they just weren't perfect for, for Tearaway. You know, they, we had enough, had enough things. Are there any games that come to mind straight away from this generation or generations beforehand of of a game utilizing the hardware in a really unique way that hadn't been done before? It's uh, a really hard question. That is a really hard question. <laughs> um, well, Metal Gear Solid did the interesting so stuff. Came to my mind yeah, straight that came away. to my mind straight away. I don't know yep. if it's because you just said that or not. Um, what in what particular else? did they do? In number one, in number one, I can't. Psychomatis, yeah, he's this psychic character, and he goes through your hardware in a way. He tells you what games you've been playing. And goes through the memory, your memory. Yeah, and the way you can defeat him is you actually have to physically get up, remove the um, controller port, and then put in player two, and then you can fight him properly. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you that. You kind of just. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and it's like that unsettling, weird feeling that I was saying before. It's just super effective, and you're yeah. like, "This is so weird," and it makes you kind of be conscious of the, the hardware as well, which I think is great. Like, don't ignore it. Like, we are playing a game; you're completely aware you're playing a game. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, that's what comes. But, I, but I think people always talk about that one. That's a real because actually, milestone, it's, it's yeah. a, it was, it's a, and it's we're probably ready for another thing like that. Actually, yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. great. I loved um, the first uh, Zelda game that came out on the DS. And uh, at one point, you get given a map, and you mm. have to transfer the map from 
the wherever the map is to your book and there's no no prompt and, and of course the ds closes and so it's not until you go oh fuck this uh, I, I, I can't i can't work this thing out and close it and then you open it up again and it's transferred because you've, you've pressed it right yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah no, that, <laughs> that was that. really cool and i, I actually that. like yeah did exactly that i got frustrated and went like oh i'm gonna go oh, close it and then then oh, you're like oh I fixed okay it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you you mentioned that you won't be making a first person suit first person shooter next next week <laughs> next week <laughs> yeah. but next week yeah um what I mean, are you allowed to say what, what, what even what thematically you might be working on in the uh, future? Well, we're working on Dreams. So we've shown bits of that at E3 and at the PS4 announced a few years ago. Um, so that's user-created content. Um, it's Dreams. So that sort of doesn't answer very much. Um, but yeah, we're going to show lots more at Paris Games Week. And yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely our most ambitious project yet. It's very much a media molecule game. So it follows in the threads of things that we've explored before. But we really wanted to really kind of put put our mark on a sidestep of digital creation. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very cool when people can actually start building with it so we can see what people do with it. Yeah, wow. So you yeah. could – this is this is really – this is just you, your way of uh, making hiring new people easier. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this recruitment process is hard. Let's just make another UGC game. That'll be easier. <laughs> so is it, is it going to be entirely user-generated content or is there oh, – other different modes of, of gameplay as well um well we are games makers so we will definitely make make things with dreams um and we definitely want to build up a big community it's sort of how you know there's interesting questions of how we'll interact with the community and what's going on there but yeah i'll have to i'll be patient you have to you, have to, <laughs> you know e3 i mean not e3 paris games week yeah. and um that's, that's that's a game you're making what about um games or things that you're looking forward to that you didn't necessarily make um Okay, so this year, what more is there to come out this year? Do you get a break at any point this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually back home here at Christmas time. Um, I so I've just been playing Until Dawn. I was really excited about that. That's a horror. Um, is it a horror game? That's a horror oh, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's basically like teen horror, choose your own adventure style game. Yeah, it's sick. Um, it is. It's really fun. And um, so I actually now want to play that with my nephews. And um, what else is coming out this year? Fallout 4. Yes, I'll play that. I like Fallout. Um, I don't know. I'm actually... I know that we're going to be just really busy playing our own stuff. The Room 3. I, I'm a big Room fan. Mm. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. um, you know, that's... I'll have to admit bias. Barry is my boyfriend who makes that. But, oh, there you go. But, like, it is still... I'm really looking forward to playing it. And yeah, I haven't cool. played it yet. Um, Do you guys ever trade... Uh, hide, hide gaming secrets from each other? <laughs> well, that, secret uh, codes. What, what secret kind, no, codes. What God kind modes. of... Did, did he make any... Has he made, uh, like, uh, any levels in LBP or any of the dream stuff? Is that... Is that no. Yeah, right. No. To get on that. <laughs> yeah. Trace that IP. Find no, out. I'm like, what? No, he hasn't. Um... Because you would have, I mean, beyond just that relationship, you would have st- tons of fr- friendships of other people in the gaming industry. Yeah. What's that like when, 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 they, when they get their hands on the content that you've created to allow them to create oh, within really your cool. space? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, we, we, tend to work, so we tend to work with a lot of our friends. I mean, Media Molecule, like all of us who started it up together are, are, have been friends, are friends still most of the time. And um, we... So, yeah, so over the years, different people have joined us and made content for us. Or It's actually, like, most of the people I know in games 
are very busy making their own games. Yeah, because so we, we don't we, really. So it's not like. Yeah. I would. Do you I ever would, make games when you're not making games? <laughs> do you know? I I I don't. I'm like I'm I'm I go home and I I play games, but I'm I'm much more like the natural world when I'm not in the game world mm. but like i'm really impressed with how many people do like people will be like should we go to a game jam this week and i'm like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> but i'm really happy when other people do because i'm just i find i um, i put most of my all of my sort of game making energy into the molecule but um the idea then we do lots of game jams within the studio but yeah for me it's like when i'm not at work i kind of need a bit of time out awesome Cool. Well, um, we might, might leave it at that. Or should we do a Dreamcast before we go? Oh, yeah. So we have a segment on our podcast called Dreamcast. And yeah. it's when we ask our guest to, I mean, cast. It's, it's, quite, it's quite obscure, but say uh, we'll use Tearaway in this instance. Say Tearaway was just turned into a film or a TV series oh, yeah. or a comic. Who would you like to see behind it? But it doesn't have to be Tearaway at all. I'm just using that as a... Okay. Um, no, no, let's, 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 oh, do, let's tearaway. do Tearaway. I, like, yeah. I think it's a great tearaway. idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so it's okay. Tearaway is being turned into a... Uh, six, film? yeah, a film. Let's say film. film. But it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's Pixar a ma- massive Pixar film. Yeah. <coughs> Who is going to be, uh, what do we want live action? That could be let's more. Let's go live action. Live action. Yeah, let's bring some uh, live, live action. Live action. And who, who's directing it and who's starring? Who's going to be the messenger? <laughs> well, why don't we get John Waters on it? Oh, yeah, I, I hear you're Just a big we So get him in the director's chair <coughs> yeah, straight so away. He can be in the director's chair. Yeah, that's good. I'm a little worried. What's the most family friendly movie he's done? Maybe Serial Mum? <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> maybe maybe crybaby crybaby is kind of shampoo was actually yeah shampoo shampoo was pretty yeah, yeah. shampoo yeah uh, and who would be Atwa? Uh how about Ellen Page perfect yep uh-huh. I think she could do that and who's the, what's the what's the male equivalent of Atwa again because I, uh, I, I immediately selected her. <laughs> Because I think at any, at any tiny opportunity to play as a girl in a video game, I take it. Iota. Uh, who would be Iota? Rex from Media Molecule. He can be Iota. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. I guess he knows the character well. Yeah, he um, does. Yeah. yeah. Do you know um, the Sydney songwriter Iota? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I only came across that. Uh, because of Mad Max? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I, I actually, I'm, I know like all of his songs from when I was in high school because I used to play on Triple J all the time. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's wild that he's yeah. this massively known character. I know. He's, when that happened, we were like, amazing. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that, did we just do the them? Who was going to play the squirrels? <laughs> yeah. Squirrels. Live action, remember? Live we action. Gotta, live action. We can shrink them down. They'll be in the onesies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you got some new ideas? Squirrels? Um, did you watch True Detective? Yeah. The kid that kid. played Chad Velcoro. Which one was that? He was the kid, of, like Colin Farrell's kid. <laughs> Friends and chill. Okay. He could be a squirrel. Look, have you, have you, yeah, he's already got red hair and, and okay. the squirrels are red, have red hair. We need another redhead. We need two squirrels. Channing Tatum with dyed red hair. Channing Tatum. <laughs> We can have a buff squirrel. We can also dance. Think of the comic relief. That'd be great. Okay. That's what we need. Yeah. And then we need the green man. So we need like yeah. a, an older English sort of, someone who could do a gruff for, Oh, Ian McShane. Vin Diesel. Ian McShane. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McShane. This is going to be amazing. Ian McShane, but it's um, performance captured by Vin Diesel. Perfect. Playing Ian McShane. <laughs> and voiced by Vin okay, Diesel. Okay, and then one more. Ian Vin for- Fortune teller. Fortune teller. Fortune teller. What are we going for here? Um... I think maybe, I think. Do we want some uh, some pedigree? Do we want someone who's got a couple of 
couple of awards under their belt. A baller, even. <laughs> yeah. Do we want a baller? A baller. Yeah, I think we should get the rock for this. For sure. Okay. The rock. Okay. <laughs> he can, he's like the tooth fairy. Yeah. I mean, okay. He's gonna, All right. I mean, exactly. it's John Waters, so yeah. you know he's yeah. gonna. John was a man. I would pay so much money to see a John Waters film starring the rock. <laughs> we could probably make this happen. And this yeah. is the germ of the idea started right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you see, ten years time, John Waters tear away. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Hollywood hit on our hands. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, that's, that's about as high a note as we're ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for, for joining us on HeyFam today, Siobhan. Yeah, um, thanks so much. It was no, a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for having me. Thanks.